You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Well, welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online Show, special edition on our Satellite Camp Tour series as Nebraska wrapped up their second of seven camps they'll conduct here over uh, an eight-day period. Um, they were in San Antonio on Monday at the University of Texas San Antonio. They'll be off on Tuesday before flying out Tuesday afternoon to get out to Atlanta uh, for Wednesday's camp. And things will really pick up by that point as Nebraska will be in Atlanta Wednesday. They'll have two camps in South Florida and Miami on Thursday, off Friday, in St. Louis Saturday. And they'll also um, have some coaches at, out at Arizona State um, on Sunday. But their main one on Sunday is going to be the Redlands camp in uh, the Los Angeles area. But, Nate, let's talk San Antonio as I bring in Nate Klaus of HuskerOnline.com. Um, really a lot of the same coaches uh, made their way over. Not all the coaches that were at College Station, but most of them came over to San Antonio on Monday. Uh, not near the numbers that we saw um, at the camp in College Station, but still a very good group of about 300 campers uh, took part, and uh, a lot of high-profile coaches were there to watch. Yeah, a lot of high-profile coaches still. Uh, pretty much, like you said, pretty much the same coaching staff set up as what we saw in College Station, minus Mississippi State. Not and, and obviously not the entire Texas A&M staff, although Kevin Sumlin did make the, the trek down for about half of the camp. Just um, to rub in the Grant Canal commitment. Yeah, and, and you saw <clears throat> Kevin Sumlin and Mike Riley talking, and and uh, I'm, I'm pretty curious to know if, if the Grant Canal commitment to, to the Aggies <laughs> came up in that conversation. But – you're right. It, it was uh, it was still uh, a good camp despite being you know probably more than half uh, or less than half as full as what we saw. Which in is still Station. big for like a Monday. You're talking Monday at like nine a.m. or whatever. It's it's you, you can't you're not going to have like huge numbers um, on a deal like that. So and and it was still plenty big. Yeah, it was still plenty big, and it was still a really productive camp for Nebraska. Uh, I I think that there was still a lot of kids that that are probably on the radar now that definitely weren't on the radar previously uh, to this camp. And and I think that uh, being able to, to see some of these guys that may have been on the radar already work out in person, you know, may push Nebraska to try and get some of these guys on campus again for maybe a Friday night's lights camp or something to, uh, to go ahead and, and offer down the road. You know, in San Antonio, Nate, when you look at just kind of the footprint of Texas, it's kind of known as – the weakest of the major metropolitan areas, you know, you got Houston and you have Dallas um, and, and other parts of Texas. Um, but San Antonio typically is not known as a real talent producing place, but I think it's a place you try to find maybe a sleeper or two. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think that uh, just sheer numbers wise are far less D1 prospects that come out of the San Antonio area compared to the Dallas Metroplex or, or the Houston Metro area. But uh, there's still a lot of good players that, that come out of here. Uh, still a lot of really good programs in and around San Antonio. So, um, and I think that with Nebraska wanting to create more of a presence in the state, this is a good camp to be at to, to continue to do that. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus. We are in San Antonio putting a wrap here on Nebraska's second satellite camp. Uh, took place at the University of Texas San Antonio. Nate, uh, as far as guys that were here Give Husker fans a name or two that, that kind of emerged. I know there were a lot of guys that 
we covered in our work on Husker Online, but uh, give us a couple of names maybe that they want to kind of keep tabs on uh, here really over the next year. Well, I'll start on the defensive side of the football. I think there's three defensive backs out of the Houston area that really impressed today. Um, and that we'll probably be hearing and seeing more of down the road. Uh, you start with Aeneas Smith out of Sugarland Dulles High School and Miles Hurd out of Sugarland Dulles. Both of those guys are 2019 prospects, uh, cornerbacks there from the same high school. They're related, actually related to Maurice Smith, who was a uh, former Alabama cornerback and now with the Miami Dolphins. Both of those guys were among the top cornerbacks in the camp, top defensive performers in the camp, very good, talented corners uh, that are on their radar. And they came down with uh, one of their friends, um, let's see, Dwight McGlothern. Sorry, kind of <laughs> a different name there. But uh, Dwight is a 2020 cornerback from New Caney, which is a, a high school right outside of Houston. And, uh, and this is a kid who's a big-time, big-time prospect, already has offers from Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee, and maybe one or two other programs. So he's, uh, for a freshman in high school, uh, he's, he's definitely a big-time prospect, uh, one of those kids that is what you're looking for out of the cornerback position. He's already 6'1", he's 150 pounds, so he's, he's pretty – pretty tall and skinny at this point in time, but uh, there's no question he has all the tools to be a major prospect. And all these kids play on the same seven-on-seven team and, and have talked about uh, going back to Nebraska or going up to Nebraska for the first time for the Friday Night Lights camp on June 16th uh, after being able to work with Dante Williams and, and kind of get to know him a little bit better and and, uh, and everything. I think we're going to be seeing those guys in Lincoln here in a couple weeks. Then you got a couple of wide receivers that, that are really just big athletes, to be honest with you. Uh, Dylan Wright. Young guys, too. Young guys. Dylan Wright is a 2019 prospect that was uh, it was a quarterback up until this spring. They just switched him to, to a wide receiver. He's about 6'3", uh, 195 pounds, ran ran right around a 4'6", um, and, and didn't, didn't look to be a guy that had run a, a ton of 40s in, in his lifetime. So I think he's probably a legit 4'6 guy or maybe even a little bit faster than that, but uh, still learning the wide receiver position. But it's just such a big athlete that uh, he's a really intriguing prospect. He, he actually was at the College Station camp on Sunday and really impressed there and, and did the same on, on Monday. So he's a guy that's definitely on their radar uh, for Nebraska. And then you have uh, Stanley Lambert, who's actually a 2018 prospect here in San Antonio. Uh, another big jumbo athlete, 6'3", 215 pounds, looks like a linebacker. Uh, could probably project a, as a safety, um, but he worked out as a wide receiver. And, um, I mean, his size and physicality combined with, with his ability to run, I mean, we're just hard for cornerbacks to really match up with him today. So, um, and Nebraska's looking for a bigger-bodied wide receiver to, to kind of add into their wide receiving core here over the next year or two. So both of those guys definitely impressed. Well, Nate, as we move on, I, I did want to bring up the quarterback topic because uh, that kind of all happened while we were out here um, and we were right in front of uh, Grant Gannell on Monday or on Sunday. Then, you know, he commits to Texas A&M during their quarterbacks camp. 
uh, on Monday while we were in San Antonio standing next to Kevin Sumlin. In fact, I think he let out the tweet, whatever their boom or it's the hashtag. Yes, sir. Yeah. They, they've got their own version yeah. of what Nebraska's is what now? Well, Nebraska's now is, is kind of the, the black flag that, that Buki started. So, uh, it's not boom anymore. No, it's not boom anymore. That was, that was a Polini, a Polini deal. It's cowbell on Red Sea Scrolls. It's cowbell on Red Sea Scrolls. But, yeah, uh, they let out their boom cowbell, kind of let the cat out of the bag. And um, talking to our former colleague, Jason Howell, with Texags, I guess they had like a – or somebody had a whole video already produced, and they couldn't figure out how to get it released with Gannell. So <laughs> the video that they, you know, broke or had ready to roll, they weren't able to actually – get it out so it got out beforehand anyway nebraska counters quickly with an offer to max duggan uh council bluffs lewis central quarterback um a bona fide possible top 100 recruit um probably one of the best quarterbacks we've seen as far as prospects in in the time i've been doing recruiting in maybe 15 or 20 years around the omaha lincoln area yeah no no doubt about it he's by far and away the the best quarterback. maybe since eric crouch yeah. in, the, in the area i mean he's in not the, from I mean, yeah, in the area within the between the metro yeah the omaha metro area you know 100 miles of of uh omaha because crouch i mean he had notre dame he had ohio state yeah. people forget i mean he was big time he was recruit. a national big not time. top 100 guy yeah uh but max duggan and this is a kid that has been on nebraska's radar this isn't just a you know a, a knee-jerk type of offer they've they've evaluated him uh danny langsdorf's been by the school twice this spring and and uh, and they had been in communication with him and kind of recruiting him, even though they hadn't gone forward with that offer. They've been kind of keeping him warm and, and letting him know that they were interested there. Obviously, Grant Gannell was their number one guy on the board, though. So, I mean, you can't pretend like this doesn't sting Nebraska. It, it does It does hurt them. It's their so, first QB offered about seven months, right? Yeah. Um, yeah this was – I mean, they they, they – completely skipped out on on offering any 2018 quarterbacks during the spring evaluation period and we're all in on Grant Gannell so uh and they weren't going to make any other offers to any other quarterbacks until Gannell potentially committed to Nebraska so uh but with Gannell off the board they went ahead with the the Max Duggan offer and that tells you that he was number two on their board uh for 2019 and and they're very serious about recruiting him so I I think they're I think we're going to see Nebraska go forward with a full court press on 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 Duggan and uh but at the same time I don't think they're going to stop recruiting Gunnell because you never know what's going to happen at Texas A&M. Yeah, the seat's hot. Sumlin is on the hot seat. And, you know, I, I've just from talking with some people today at today's camp about that situation, I, I was told that, that he's to save his job. He might have to win nine or ten games. And, and, and some people are only predicting that they win five or six next season. So we'll see what happens if, if Kevin Sumlin's not there, though. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Gunnell were to, to go back on the market uh, if there is a potential change. But Nebraska can't count on that, obviously. Yeah, it will be interesting with Duggan because, obviously, he's in the Iowa side of things. He's growing up in Council Bluffs. Um, and he's a you know a baseball player, a track athlete. A ba- I mean, just your classic four-sport guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's getting a lot of attention. Penn State just offered. I think it's going to get more and more for this kid, um, especially with the proximity to Iowa Western. I mean, coaches that might go into Iowa Western could swing over to Lewis Central because Iowa Western plays their games at Lewis Central. Yep. Um, so he's going to continue to get a lot of action just ba- 
based on proximity of what he's right next to. And you wonder if he really likes Nebraska. I mean, did he grow up following them, or is he a kid that followed Iowa, or is he even more wide open um, to, to everything that's going to be coming his way? But uh, the, the access Nebraska is going to have to him being an hour away, I think, will be something that they can really use. And if they can get him to one of the Friday Night Lights camps, I think they can get off to a pretty good start. Yeah, getting him to the camp, maybe not even – to work out, but if they can get him on campus for an unofficial visit, uh, get him to, to maybe stay for Big Red weekend for that, especially for that weekend of, of the 23rd, you're going to have a ton of Nebraska commits, a ton of big time targets in town. If you can somehow get him on campus for that weekend, I think that would really give Nebraska a big boost there because uh, even though they had been talking with him and recruiting him, you know, they are still a little bit behind the eight ball having not offered until you know June of of, right, of, of heading into his junior year. So um, you know we'll see though. It, it's hard to say exactly where Nebraska stands. Obviously, he was excited about the offer, but uh, I think that we'll get a better idea of, of where the Huskers are standing probably you know after this month and especially you know going forward into the fall and and uh, you know after that. Well, there'll be no camp here on Tuesday, but Nebraska will be in Atlanta uh, at Mercer, uh, which is in Macon, just outside Atlanta, uh, for their third satellite camp. So we will have another special edition of the Husker Online radio show posted probably sometime later uh, on Wednesday. We also we also have to catch a flight to uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale um, after that camp, so it could be really late when that, <laughs> when that gets up. Uh, but thanks again here uh, for Nate Klaus. I'm Sean Callahan signing off here for this special edition of the Husker Online Show. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 